Hey you, yeah, you, open your ears. That's right, I'm pleased to bring you the latest and greatest from our friends over at Open Your Ears Records. Open Your Ears Records are proud to welcome the self-proclaimed Diet Punk's guardrail to the family. Chicago, Illinois' finest are coming in hot with their new EP, Yikes, dropping on September 25th. It's no-holds-barred pop punk at its best. Fiery riffs, catchy melodies, and lyrical content we can all relate to. Don't believe me? Check out this clip from their new single, Till We're Dead. Hear more from Guardrail by heading on over to oyerex.com. That's O-Y-E-R-E-C-S.com and use promo code NEWMUSIC20 to save 20% off your pre-order. Open your ears to new music and check out Guardrail today. Hello and welcome to the Stringer Podcast On The Phone Sessions, the podcast that does not have to say what it's doing each and every week. Isn't that right, Dylan? Right. (laughs) Dylan was giving me crap before because one of my biggest notes to everyone is like, you don't have to describe the podcast each time. And yet I, every single podcast, has been describing what the On The Phone Sessions is. This week, I'm going to try to get my pal Casey Bannerman on the phone. He's one of Toronto's top creators, uh, an outstanding artist that works really in the sports landscape. You can see how I cross over with him and and has been gracious enough to design a bunch of the sports Feld merch. I know he's busy. He's designing, I think, a, a new jersey and also some basketball shorts. So I know he's a little busy, but let's dial him up and see if we can get him on the phone. Joining me on the line is good friend, longtime friend, longtime friend, good friend, Casey Bannerman. What are we going to call ourselves, Casey? How do we quantify our relationship? Oh, man, that's tough. I'm, uh, you put me on the spot here, man. <laughs> um, good friend? Yeah. Good friend? Good friend. I- internet yeah. friends turned real life friends? Internet friends turned, yeah, I'm getting more of those lately, but that's for sure. I stink and love it. Like, I just love that evolution and and only, I'm not going to, I'm not the one who's going to sit here and wax poetic about all the benefits of social media because I don't think there's many, but it has no. introduced <laughs> me definitely to a new friend group. And and watching those friendships mature, like now that I'm like an adult and later in life, is really freaking sick. I know it's great. I mean, it's one of the like you said, it's one of the few benefits of the toxic wasteland that is social media, <laughs> um, Twitter and Instagram life. Yeah, and you know, you make some connections, and you meet those people in real life, and base you make those connections usually on shared interests because you're talking on some same, you know, thread or forum or whatever. And then you meet that person in real life and yeah, it's great. Like I said, though, one of the few benefits. I think the last time we saw each other, we may have grabbed lunch. I'm t- it's got to so, be yeah. like, it's got to be pushing a year, like right around Christmas. Time I know. Last year. I think so. Cause I think that was at the end of the summer. Like I think that was, Maybe August, but yeah. Maybe a little later. I remember we were planning the Sportsville Christmas shirt. Yeah. I think that was, so maybe October. Oh, <clears throat> Oh yeah, it might have been a bit later. You're right. Yeah. It just, just soars. And, and, and I don't, people keep telling me that it's September. And I'm like, no, man, it can't be. Oh, I know. And all of our, all of our measurements are, are units of like, 
figuring out what time of year it is. They're all screwed up because sports are happening at the wrong time. And Completely. It's just – this year feels like a prison sentence. I'm <laughs> – I have not heard anyone put it better. I think you know, uh, oh I think God. my mind will accept that it's late April. I'll even go into mid-May. I'm fine saying that it's mid-May. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a negotiation. Yeah, we're in the negotiation stage of grief, by the way. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Outside of that, I'm telling you to take a hike and, and take your nonsense elsewhere. Um, a little I, – I thought we'd kind of trace our steps a little bit. It would have been Raptors Twitter where we were first introduced, I'm guessing. For sure. I think I remember, actually. I think I remember what the connection was, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, hit me I with think it, it was um, some time ago. Let's say like 2014. <clears throat> Could have been 2015. And I remember I was watching the Pacers-Raptors uh, game because, yeah, and um, I decided I was just sort of playing around on Photoshop at the same time. And then for whatever reason, I was motivated to make this like Pacers logo with like a rip across, like turning the P into an R. And it was like a raptor claw kind of opening it up. And I remember Kat, you, Kat Stefankiewicz and um, head of social at at Raptors for so long. Oh, Jay Satur? Jay Satur. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, by I've never so even met Jay in person, but he's he is lovely. He's always been so kind to me. Unbelievable. He's one of the people that I miss working with the most. I know. I love Jay. So is that where is that where you started really like noodling the cross section? I think a bit. Yeah. yeah. I started. And then, you know, as humans are wont to do, you get a positive reception from something. And you're like, okay, cool. I guess I'll watch the game that way yeah. Yeah, next time. <laughs> <laughs> and... And um, I kept making things like that. And then, I, you know, I had a, another job at that time that was so long ago. I've only been doing this professionally full time for two years, two and a half years now. Um, but, yeah, that's sort of how I got started doing it. And there weren't – like I'm not going to say, oh, I was the first person to do that. I certainly wasn't. But there wasn't a lot of that going no. at the time. Is it neat uh, for you being able to see your own progression through everything? Yeah, it's been really cool. Um, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. And I really like <laughs> that it doesn't make any sense when I explain it to people. You know what I mean? Yep. Completely. Like, as a career, I, you know, every sometimes, in fact, yesterday, I, I, I um, this probably comes across on my Twitter sometimes, but I can be a bit mercurial. I'm usually level-headed and kind guy, but sometimes... Sometimes things will set me off, and I and I just need an exhaust port, and I just start spewing out stuff. Yeah, that's what Twitter's there for. Exactly. <laughs> Although less and less now, I'm refining that, keeping that off as I I require Twitter for work. Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, so I was spewing off about something stupid, probably like my internet or something, to my girlfriend Kelsey. And uh, wait, 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 this is wait, what wait. she does. It's Casey and Kelsey? Yeah, my girlfriend's name is Kelsey. I know. How has this never come up in conversation? That is so adorable. I know. It's pretty funny. And and explaining it to people who are like ESL is like a nightmare. <laughs> like for the first time, <laughs> they'll be like, I'm Casey. That's Kelsey. That's and Kelsey. Like, and no, this isn't thing. a joke. Yeah, yeah. Is it Kelsey? I'm guessing with a K? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. It's perfect. Yeah. So, so Casey was spewing off to Kelsey about the internet. Yes, or something, or whatever, or people who wear shoes the wrong way. It could be any right, of stupid thing. <laughs> you know, I hate those people that put the right one on the left foot oh, and the left one the on worst. the right foot. It's unbelievable. 
people going around operating by not my rules. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then basically what she tells me is she's like, Casey, you draw basketball players for a living. Like, calm down. And then you know, it's like a sort of a cool thing when I remind myself that I do that, and I've I've been like fairly successful at it. I remember uh, there was someone I worked with, and and you know, at Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. We were part of this like burgeoning um, digital team that formed mm-hmm. there, and, and, and really now they had platforms before. Like the website long predates me, but as social kind of became a thing, and YouTube was getting more traction, and and there's more need for digital content. There was this team that emerged from there, and I remember there's one one producer I worked with, Mike Brock, and he was because we're all like. 20-ish year olds taking ourselves way too seriously Mm -hmm. and Mike was a couple years older than us and he would always be like guys we aren't saving lives here and he would know because his father was like a surgeon or like a really accomplished doctor but he had this really great perspective he'd always bring into the room and it's much like your girlfriend that's just like yo you guys talk about sports during the day you write like you sit here and you bang your head against the wall to come up with like a clever tweet. Do I know, not right? think it's the <laughs> end of the world. You're I fine. Know. It's great. It's it's great. And you know what? Speaking of your burgeoning digital team, that was um, so so. Thank you to you guys because watching you know all that unfold and sort of new ground getting broken on that sort of made me want to be now I didn't do it professionally to for a few years later, but just made me want to engage with it more. So it, it I, I guess what I'm saying is it motivated me to start doing these. It started off with Photoshop and then eventually it led to me doing what what I think I do best, which is drawing. It's the most humbling thing when you try to be like early into something and then in a matter of a couple of years, everyone's doing it and everyone's like 700 times better than you. Yeah, you're know, like, right? well, I tried. And I so know. you try to like pat yourself on the back and you're like, well, I was there at the beginning. But all you can do is look around and just be inspired by all the talent that's there. Um, none least of which is yours, who I hope you know that because I keep coming back to you for work. I'm like, Casey, I, <laughs> well, I want you to draw something else. else yeah, for me. Yeah. Casey, what do you think about this? Yeah. And, and if I could team up with one person for my whole life, it would 100% be you. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I love working with you, too. So um. You know. You know. It's no <laughs> secret. 2020 has been weird, but it's no secret. How are you feeling right now as we kind of stare down the bat- barrel of the off season? Uh, yeah, you know, it was it was a weird season, man. Like it was a weird year. It was weird for everyone. Just you know, uh, I think I feel mostly grateful that we got to watch uh, basketball and we got to watch our favorite team um, play basketball and play it at a high level. And I'm, you know, I'm not happy with the result, but that almost acts as a bit of a microcosm for how I feel about the season of Game 7 between the Celtics. I'm not happy with the result. I would like us to win. But I'm grateful that it was such a close and interesting game. You know, there were some moments there with Pascal was having a hard time, and that kind of sucks. But, you know, again, it was a weird year. I, I think that what's been really nice to see is as much as people – 
focused on the the negative at first with you know some ugly fans being mean online to somebody who's just a kid. Um, I've done a tiny bit of work with Pascal and he's such a lovely person, but he is like 25 years old. So he's a kid. What's been nice. What I've noticed more is the overwhelming counter to that. That's come directly opposite to when people saw some negative things, you know, there's some projects happening right now to send Pascal love out there and, and physical copies of projects that they're making that people have approached me about. So so I think grateful. I mean, I think that going into next season, if we can, you know, sign our guys back, I know, you know, I don't want to get too specific about that uh, because I work with some of these guys, um, but get our guys paid and come back, retool a tiny bit and, you know, hopefully we get a season next, next, uh, next year. I look at Pascal and, and it reminded me a lot of Fred Van Vliet last year. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why the Fred Van Vliet story is so beautiful is because he had the other two rounds afterwards to really redeem and, and his, his like second round play against the uh, Sixers. Because against the Sixers, he didn't have a great round. And sometimes that's because, you know, his wife was pregnant and they were expecting another child. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Shantae. Sometimes, sometimes it's a really bad matchup. Sometimes it's just like whoever you're on the floor with, it's not flowing right. And of or sometimes you have a hangnail for all I know. Like it could be the smallest thing that throws your game. But sports is this uh, like great equalizer that in enough times the bad t- teams become good. The the slumping players find their shot again. And And I feel like the only thing Pascal was missing was the next series. He was just missing a few more games where he could find his groove again. And if everyone could view it with such perspective, then they'd probably lay off the guy a bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, the difference also between Fred and Pascal is um, we love Fred. He's going to grow up and well, he's, he's already more mature and, and smart uh, smarter than me. <laughs> uh, every time I talk to Fred, I, I'm astounded that he's I think he's 25, too. I'm 33. For what it's worth, not that that's old or anything, but just go, holy crap, man, you're so wise beyond your years. Um, but with Fred, he he had some other guys ahead of him, uh, to be frank, to, you know, when he wasn't playing so well, Kyle, Kawhi, um, Serge, you know, they were all there to pick up slack. Um, unfortunately, with Pascal, it becomes a little bit more glaring as he you know, is expected to be this number one option at 25 years old and in the weirdest season ever, right? Like, hey, Pascal, can you just sit in your condo in Toronto for three months and not shoot? <laughs> then come out and we need you to play playoff basketball almost immediately. Um, you know, Jalen Brown really contained his ability to get to the rim. Uh, almost no fast break points. And uh, his shots weren't falling. And that's that's expect comes to be expected from a guy who wasn't shooting for like three months. I think it 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 feels like a real wild card season that goes without saying. But you know, I think the same um, when you, you when attention can be turned so easily to someone like Jamal Murray, and they're like, "Where did he come from? He came out of nowhere." And it's not that he came out of nowhere, and it's not that he hasn't had a great two years, which he has. But that same thing can happen 
that the wild card season works the other way and you're like what happened to Pascal he was great all year what changed and it's just like you put all the pieces into a bag all these players into a bag and you shook that bag as hard as you could and we're going to call that COVID and then you dumped them on the table and you said okay play in Orlando and some guys come out and they're great and some guys come out and they're a little shook and some guys are steady they were flat and it happens and that's okay and that's why we have another year well it happens to us too that's the other thing i think that we forget i mean we all process this this uh pandemic differently can i just say as as a side if i ever effing have to hear trying times again after this pandemic is over i am going to if i have to hear one more company speaking of blowing off exhaust earlier (laughs) if i have to hear one more company say oh it's hard like Sometimes they're just trying times and then they just like try and sell, sell me Goodyear tires after or something like, oh, when we get through these unprecedented times, I want you to know oh that Volkswagen God. will be here for you. And I'm like, seriously, oh, like depends diapers or something. Right. And you're like, oh, oh, my God. So, yeah, I mean, we all process it differently. Completely. And and I kind of sent you a note and I said, I want to pick your brain on this idea because I've been reading. I think a lot of our attention has inadvertently been turned to like, oh, what was the Spanish flu like? And what was that epidemic? Mm-hmm. Like? And, and, mm-hmm. and where has human history witnessed these types of things before? And then, you know, you, you kind of mush that together with um, the political and civil unrest going on in the United States right now. And, and one thing I keep you know, coming back to and my brain keeps coming to is that during times of oppression and whether that's, you know, oppression because a virus is, is, you know, taking all of our joy out of the week and the year and, and, you know, keeping us to much smaller groups or, or isolate inside our homes or whether it's oppression in, in the form of a really strong oppressive government, whether that's economic oppression, you always see this giant creative boom on the other side. And that has, it hasn't left my brain. And I want to say, I thought of it a little bit during, you know, the Bush era and post uh, 9-11. And, and, and I think of some of the music that came out afterwards. But thinking just in art and creativity, my mind, as I said, it immediately goes to you. When I think of art, I always, every road leads to Casey. <laughs> and I want to know kind of how your thought process and evolution during this time has been. Because as someone who who earns a living and and like pays for the clothes on your back and the food in your stomach by drawing basketball players or by being involved, you know, in sports mm-hmm. when there's no sports around, the first thing you must feel is loss on several different levels. And then there must be like this thought process that come that, that comes afterward. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that, I mean, we're in a pressure cooker right now more than anything, everyone is. Um, so things are, are just really, really, you know, it, all of these things are interrelated, you know, that the, if not directly, then, then indirectly, you know, the, whether it be the, the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, coming to the forefront of the global discussion, which has been amazing. Uh, whether it be looking at oppressive governments around the world, which was happening prior, but, but you know, is maybe getting a bit more attention. And then being stuck inside and COVID and everything else. I think that we're all, you know, tensions are really high. Um, for me, when I 
want to create something. I, I like creating things as a, as a method of expression of emotion. I mean, I know that that's very rudimentary and obvious. That's what art probably is defined as. So I like to express in times of happiness. I like to express in times of sadness and, and anger and frustration. But I think in, you know, if you were to categorize emotions into which, which they cannot be, but you know, if we have to into two different sides into good and bad, not that they're not that anger or sadness is bad. It's certainly not. It's great. It's very important. But um, positive and less positive. But le- positive and less positive. Feels good. <laughs> doesn't feel so great. Right. Right. So um, I think that in the doesn't feel so great or less positive side, the anger, the sadness, there's an overwhelming sense to express yourself because there's a need to heal. You know what I mean? You want to to rid yourself of these less positive feelings, less than positive feelings. So in moments where sports are out, um, I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. I have no money. I'm supposed to be buying a house soon. Um, You know, my partner, Kelsey, is is doing a lot of the heavy lifting in our relationship financially. Um, I think in those moments, it just becomes a rise or fall. And that's when I look, okay, okay, if not now, then when? Um, Are you really, you know, are you really good at this? Because you, you, it's almost like, um, I think in the, the finals last year, somebody said you know we we play for these moments right like we we want to be in this moment we want to be in the tense moment that's why we do this um and and i take a lot of my inspiration from from sports so i think that that's sort of what i looked at this moment as okay it's game seven man you're down five (laughs) like you you got to take the shot you got to do something so it it did and and Thank you for noticing. It did make me have to sort of rise to the occasion a bit and and up the ante. And I do that every time I see something plateau, which is exhausting, and I should stop doing it because it drives me into a place where I really, really need to take a rest. Um, so it's about finding a balance for sure. But, um, you know, it's it's either do that or or have to go back and do the thing that, you know, had me in, in rehab, quite frankly, um, prior to that, having to leave. I mean, I, I, I struggled with alcoholism some years ago. Um, so it's, it's this or that for me. And I, and I just looked at that moment and said, all right, time to make some money doing this. Like time to, to revolutionize the way you do this, not revolutionize the market necessarily. If you happen to do that, that's great. But time to just figure out new ways of doing that. And, and I've been very lucky to, to establish some contacts throughout this city um, on the Raptors and, and around the NBA um, that have sort of helped me do that and keep, kept me motivated. Now, we might need a little bit more time like, and to, to gain perspective over a year, over a couple years. But I'm curious if you've if you've noticed any creative tendencies that you've been leaning to. And what I mean is like so again, I can't draw to save my life, but I know I know when I get into an edit and I know when I get into coloring footage and I know when I get into choosing the music for a piece, I know that I heavily influence the emotion in that. Mm-hmm. based on everything else that's going on in my life. And if you go through my portfolio of work, I can tell you exactly 
why I made certain creative decisions. And it's mainly because I was trying to make a statement and I was cut. As you said, you know, we want to heal and we want to relate and we want to push stuff out through through our art in order to 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 um, get through it. Have you been able to notice anywhere you've been leaning or or could it maybe simply be just be mistaken as, hey, it's another year and I'm still evolving? Um, <clears throat> probably. Yeah. With with hindsight. With hindsight. Yeah. With more perspective. I can see that. Not not in the moment. And I don't think I want to ever see it in the moment because I think it clouds what I'm doing too much. Right. You know, if you if you try to be a little bit too deliberate. It's a balance, of course. Like you have to have some deliberate, like you have to be deliberate a little bit, but too much of that and you're not allowing things to flow. But I think with hindsight, I can see um, there's a lot of grandeur. I don't know. I, I guess I would say a lot of, I mean, ready to, where I am in my career right now, um, you know, everybody, some people might be just hearing about me right now, but I've been sort of scrapping at this for a while, um, whether it been professionally or just on the side. Um, so I think as a reflection of that, a lot of what I'm doing right now is is a, a willingness to, for the moment, and a willingness to fight, you know, be it the Black Lives Matter uh, Panther that I drew, the Fred Van Vliet jersey that I drew, um, you know, uh, Vince's dunk, uh, uh, that's a little bit more optimistic, but, um, but I think, I think that that's where that this is going right now. And if I've had people say that my work is a lot of that, and I think that that's just a reflection of where I am right now in my career, uh, maybe I'll focus on something different. I, well, I definitely will focus on something different further down the line and, and you'll be able to see that the emotion has changed because it'll just be what I'm naturally drawn to, like you said, with your edits, right? How about this? We've already established that our friendship is good for one conversation a year. I think that's what we got. We said we had last of October. We're in the end of September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. a year from now, hopefully sooner, but a year from now, either we'll grab lunch or I'll have you back on the pod, and then we'll be able to look at 2020, hopefully as its own thing. Hopefully in a year's time, it's not absolutely worse than it is right now. There's my optimism oh, yeah. for the day. And then we can look back, and then you can paint a picture as to what your art... Oh, that's a really bad... And uh, paint a picture, clay. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a dad. Well, hopefully joke. it's not like Kyle, like sitting on like mid court, just crying or something like that. Like hopefully it's hopefully it's optimistic. Hopefully it's moving in the right direction. Don't do that to me. I don't even want to think about that. Before I let you go, though, um, I saw something really cool. You're teaming up with Right to Play for an event on September 30th. What's how did that come about? Because first of all, when you talk about creators in the game and creators in the sport, I thought it made complete sense that they're working with you. So tell me about the event on September 30th. Um, how I got involved, uh, Tanya Phillips reached out to me um, to do work with it. It's always something I've been sort of uh, supporting. I, I spent some time in a country called Benin. Uh, which is just west of Nigeria, for reference. A lot of people don't know it. It's West Africa. And uh, they did a lot of work there. I didn't work with them directly, but I saw them when I was there. So when I came back, uh, it was 18 at the time, I came back and uh, I found out that they were a Canadian organization. So I just sort of always knew about them, you know, supported any way I could. 
but all kudos to Tanya for reaching out to me to get involved with that. It's been a perfect match. The event September 30th at 6 p.m. Check out Right to Play C-A-N on Instagram or righttoplay.ca for more details. Anything else, Casey, you want to plug before I let you go? I've kept you longer than 20 minutes. I have to stop telling people that it's only going to be 20 minutes because I talk way too long. Oh, man, it was a pleasure. It flew by. Um, No, just be well, everybody. Just take some time for yourself. Relax. Nobody's, I won't say nobody's counting on you for anything, but... Maybe probably less so than you think. So just take care of yourself first. Um, do what you love. Smile a little bit more, even under smile a mask. A little Please bit more. smile. Be, be be angry when you want to be angry. It's okay, but maybe not at other people. But it's okay to be angry sometimes. It's okay to be sad. We're multi-dimensional human beings. Um, but just take it easy on yourself. Like just, you know, we're all gonna get through this. Don't get too caught up in the moment, guys. This too shall pass. And that is the most beautiful way to end a call. <laughs> thanks, pal. I'm glad we got to catch up, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thanks a lot, man. We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. Please check the number and try your call again. <laughs> We start the podcast and it's just a dial tone, like busy signal. <laughs> it's like, well, of course they managed to get him on the phone because there's a podcast out. And you just get it's like, nope, no, we tried. It's just because dialing again, just like, 